All right. Um, some of you will have heard this uh, a few times now, it, uh, but we have folks in the room who have never uh, heard any of this content. So in some way, I just got to start at, at the beginning and um, give you a little recap on how we got to this point. Uh, it all started with a roof. And the building committee will laugh at this because we've told you that every time. Uh, we got into um, this by just looking at how to replace the roof on the A and B wings and found that our problems were much, um, uh, were much deeper, more serious, more uh, difficult to accomplish um, than we thought. It was, I've described it as our, our uh, wool sweater. And when you, when you pull a string on a wool sweater, it just keeps on unraveling a little bit at the time. And then if you keep pulling it long enough, you have a, a ball of yarn. Well, our facility was in that same kind of shape. Once we started uh, trying to tackle this problem, we caused a couple of other problems and had uh, the need to solve other problems at the same time, right? So we kept, if we got started on renovating, we were just gonna pull that sweater until we had a ball of yarn and no sweater left. So the, we had issues with the, uh, the bathrooms. We have no elevators except for the one uh, over here in the, the D wing. Uh, we have structural issues on the, the B building uh, particularly. There is asbestos. It's all right now sealed up, but every, once you start doing renovations, you have to deal uh, with the asbestos issues. The, we have um, many, many, many square feet of roof that are in need of replacement and then all the plumbing, electrical, and mechanical systems that run the place, that's your HVAC, uh, all of those things, many of them uh, were original, and this building is now 58 years old, and uh, that's the sanctuary, and the A and B wings, okay? None of those mechanical systems, we have electrical, obviously, here in the sanctuary, but there's no plumbing and no mechanical in here, uh, so we're okay with, with the uh, sanctuary for now. But the A and B wings have some significant issues that needed to be addressed. We didn't want to spend any money until, unless we tackled these things. We needed uh, to address security for preschool, for uh, children's ministry, for student ministry, for uh, the weekday preschool and the, the church office. We did not want to build any bathrooms that were not in compliance with the Americans with Disabilities Act because it, it's good hospitality to make sure that your restrooms are accessible to those with mobility impairments. We did not want to put a second story on anything that didn't have an elevator uh, accessible to it. We didn't want to create spaces that, that provided a pinch point, like the area right back here that we're walking through uh, every Sunday, and, and because of the construction, uh, everybody is walking through that same space at the same time. Um, we wanted to see long-run HVAC improvement, uh, long-run lower energy costs, uh, long-run more efficient uh, electrical and um, plumbing systems. Um, of course, the security and accessibility of the preschool and the children's spaces, uh, we needed security for the ad admin offices, and we needed to be good hosts uh, for everybody who would come to uh, worship here at Lone Oak. 
We also want to improve the curb appeal from Lone Oak Road. Um, there's just a difference in the way uh, construction is these days. You don't build many churches that look like the one that, that we worship in uh, when you drive up to it. Um, we wanted to make sure it was easy for guests, for new folks to get around once you get in here uh, as well. Now, basic timeline for how this has gone. In 2019, we formed building committee and they started meeting and doing, uh, we did research and we made an initial master plan recommendation in 2020 in January and February. We had uh, three of these meetings. We gave everybody the opportunity to hear everything and uh, get all their questions answered and everything. And then something happened in March to made it, make everybody forget about uh, whatever building we might do, and that was COVID, of course. And so we took a year off um, from the master plan to deal with whatever COVID would bring us. Um, in 2021, we represented everything and had a, a church recommendation and a vote to proceed in uh, May of 2021. So we're working now three years uh, from when the, the church decided to move forward. In 2022, we realized once we got all the, the designs and everything completely finished, that's for, that was for the demolition of A and B, the construction of the administrative office building, the uh, um, reconnection of the building over here with the D-wing, the construction of the dune dining room, uh, and the preschool and children's spaces, uh, that the post-COVID construction escalation hit us. A project that we were reasonably uh, certain could come in right around uh, 18 to 19 million dollars, all phases, all in, before COVID. Suddenly in 2022, that became considerably more money than that. So we had to uh, rephase everything in the summer of 2022. <coughs> Excuse me. At the same time, Brother Dan began communicating with uh, folks in our leadership, and particularly the building committee, that he intended to uh, retire at the end, or in May of uh, 2023. And so we started uh, trying to figure out what would be the wisest course of action to move forward, and so we rephased the way things would go and brought to the church the phase zero recommendation, the decision to kind of split the phases uh, into what could be done infrastructurally very early on to get us ready for those future phases, okay? The church was obviously face, going to be facing a period of, of transition, but we knew that if the Lord was in it, he would provide what we needed, and he has. Just uh, so that we can have a laugh. This was the timeline we presented uh, early on. We were supposed to have opened the admin building in Northeast Lobby in late 22, opened the children's building in 23 uh, in August, and opened the fellowship hall last month. None of those things were possible. But it's okay. Um, because we're, we're underway with phase zero. Now, at the beginning of this, 
we, began, we, we started with a, what's called strategic positioning, trying to figure out what the church's need for the future would be. And it lined up with the previous master plan uh, for church growth, and that was the next phase would be a uh, preschool and children's facility. That would be uh, next in the, in the church of the, um, it, our ability to grow. In preschool, um, our present capacity is 120. By all the estimates that we did with the strategic positioning study, we would need room for at least 178 preschoolers. We would need uh, room for 207 in children's ministry on a 15-year time horizon. We looked at things, how, how, many, how, many, how much space would we need for kids in five years, 10 years, 15 years? And this is, this is where the study took us. Our present uh, capacity is 129 in children's ministry. Um, and that's pretty tight on the second floor of the Sea Wing as Brother John nods his head. So we propose a 27,000 square foot children's building with secure space for preschool and elementary students uh, with strong technology support. One of the, the big things that we've talked about through all of this is the need to provide facilities that, the, that are similar in scope and quality to what kids experience when they go to school Monday through Friday. The, the quality of the facility they come to on Sunday morning needs to be at least close and not too far behind what they get Monday through Friday or their parents will look for that uh, probably somewhere else in town. We want to have safe space for worship, for discipleship, and for uh, play because they're preschoolers and children. We want to make sure that we can accommodate kids with special needs. There are dedicated spaces on both floors of the preschool and children's ministry uh, areas that are allotted for kids who need to be separate from the uh, mainstream classroom. It's very easy for kids to do both, uh, special needs kids to do both in the, the design that we've got. You can, if you, you can be in the, in the big group with everybody or you can split off to a smaller group and we're ready um, to accommodate kids with special needs. With, this would give us space for 272 preschoolers on the first floor and up to 320 children on the second floor. That's a 125% increase uh, in space. So doubling our, pre our available preschool and children's ministry space. So what have we done so far in phase zero? Well, we intended uh, to get as much of the infrastructure done. So what we did was we, we decided to move the boiler room and all of the, the central energy plant for the church from this side to that side. That would allow us, if we could run the new, the new central energy plant, the new boiler room, um, uh, at the same time as the old one, we wouldn't have to stop having church in order to replace all of those systems. So we, we decided to just build a new facility on the opposite side reworking all of the electric, all of the um, uh, mechanical systems, all of the utilities. So we, we're getting new water, new phone and data, uh, new electric to that, uh, that space. Um, and that's underway now. And that's why the, the work underground continues for so long. Uh, we re-engineered the HVAC system design and we're replacing all of the boiled and chilled water lines for the whole campus. Um, uh, even for the future expansion. So one thing to remember is that all of the designs 
for all phases in the future except for the sanctuary, all, all of the designs for all phases are done so that we already know how to accommodate the future needs of those buildings, that's the uh, preschool and children's building, the expanded lobbies, the future admin building, and future dining room, fellowship hall. Uh, we are already ready to accommodate those buildings when we open the, um, the new boiler room and bring it online, okay? Um, we would relocate all of those electrical and mechanical controls to the new spaces and to expand the lobby and circulation around the worship center. Okay, so we want to, uh, one of the, the parts of phase one, the next phase, will be to eliminate, because we're taking out A and B, also eliminate the space that has been occupied by the boiler room so that when you leave the sanctuary, you have uh, plenty more room between the, these doors and the next building instead of uh, the seven feet that we have right now between the end of this um, uh, concrete buttress here and the wall over there. Okay, makes sense? We want to expand uh, those circulation spaces. The, the rule of thumb that we've used for the development of the size of the lobbies is one-to-one. -one. Uh, that is, for every seat in the uh, sanctuary, there is a place for that person to be standing uh, out in the lobby at the end of the service. You say, why so much space? It promotes fellowship. It promotes hospitality. Uh, everybody doesn't run onto their cars because they got room to, to stand and talk after church. They got room to, uh, to, to sit and have a conversation instead of the space being uh, just used for moving from A to B. We want places for fellowship and gathering to happen as well. We would replace all the HVAC air handling equipment that presently serve the sanctuary, and that work is ongoing. So you've, if you look up here in the balcony, Right up here, there is a black box at the top of the stairs. This week, they cut a hole uh, that will become a door from this room into the, the space above the, the new restrooms right out here. Uh, and that will allow uh, for us to service from this side and from the other side uh, the HVAC systems that will be in that mechanical mezzanine, okay? The new sanctuary air conditioners will also run from that uh, same place, and that will come through the wall up there, and that, will, that hole will be cut very shortly so that work can continue. Uh, it's 200 tons of HVAC, and you say, well, that doesn't sound like a whole bunch. Um, your home unit is probably three and a half or maybe five tons if you have one downstairs, and if you have a separate uh, ton, one and a half tons upstairs, you may, might have seven tons of HVAC for your house, right? We're doing 200 of those. There's more than 40, uh, 40 units that are um, two or three refrigerators in size. Like they're big units, big commercial systems. Um, so when we say that we're replacing all of those things, um, we're talking about things that are directly involved in, uh, in operating a facility that runs almost around the clock. If you were here for Upward on Sunday or Saturday, uh, there were people everywhere. Well, there was also, I think at the same time, uh, two or three other meetings going on. 
um, during the week. It's not just the office that runs. We also have the weekday preschool and funeral meals and uh, equip classes that meet all the time. And there's just something going on in our facility all the time. And so replacing all of these systems that are at the end of their lives anyway, we felt was, was good stewardship for this first phase. And then we would replace all the electrical service equipment that is uh, all original to the construction of uh, this building. Replaces the sewer infrastructure. Nobody likes to raise money to <clears throat> dig a new sewer, but we had to do that. Uh, we did that back in uh, the summertime, and we all, we all lived through the hallways we could not walk down, and everything is working uh, like it's supposed to most of the time. Um, so you're just grateful it does, trust me. Uh, you're just grateful it works. But that work is complete and, and in use. We will, uh, are in process of building the Northeast Restroom Group right out here. There's a new men's and women's uh, room, and I'll show you the picture of that in just a second, with handicap accessible facilities so that uh, folks who have mobility issues um, can get in and out of the restroom uh, without having to go. There's only one... Um, uh, handicap accessible restroom on this side of the building on this level uh, and it's right over here in the c-wing hallway and it's still difficult to get in and out of there if you have a wheelchair we're going to fix that um, we it, are installing right now new parking lot lighting on the north side of the campus uh, that work is ongoing if you uh, swerve to avoid the new uh, concrete bases for those parking lot lights uh, that's what's happening there. Those, as soon as the, pole, the new poles arrive, they'll go up, um, and then that will improve safety in the parking lot on that side so that we can, uh, when we move to the next phase, fix the parking lot lighting on the south side of the campus as well. We would re rework all the site grading and the parking to finish the work on the north side. So we finish everything that we can on that side and then move construction to the south side as uh, part of phase one. Um, this will improve safety for kids who have a tendency to just bolt out into the parking lot on Wednesday night. Um, by, by fixing the way we drive across the parking lot, it will be harder for people to just cut across spaces. It will help people stay in the drive lanes It'll help people stay in areas that are lit uh, when you're picking up or dropping off kids. Um, for those of you uh, who have children or grandchildren um, who are here on Wednesday night, you understand what I'm talking about. Uh, this is what this, this is a very rough drawing, but this is what, the, what it will look like when the uh, new boiler room is complete. If you can imagine the new administrative building just being built right on the corner of that, uh, of that building at some phase in the future. Uh, we're just ready for whenever the church decides to move to those next uh, phases. This is a rendering of what the restrooms will look like when completed. This is the men's room. Um, there are, uh, just out of the camera, uh, two handicap accessible, or one handicap accessible toilet, one standard toilet, and uh, four urinals, and then there are four sinks and a, ch a baby changing space in the men's room. On the opposite side of the wall, off camera, uh, from this picture, there are five uh, commodes in the ladies' room and five sinks, uh, and a baby changing station, uh, one for each parent. So 
Uh, we're not discriminating there. Um, but it'll be a whole lot more room than we're accustomed to uh, having on Sunday morning. Uh, also part of phase zero was to purchase and renovate off-site office space. This is complete. We purchased the property at 3503 Clinton Road. That's the corner of Lone Oak Road and Cape Thomas right down here. Uh, you may know it as the Lee Corps building. Uh, some others of you may know it as the Summerlin Office Complex or the SOC, uh, um, affectionately referred to as the Dan, perhaps. Uh, the idea that we would name something after Dan Summerlin is absolutely uh, anathema to him. He hates that idea, which is exactly why, we're, why we are talking about doing that. Um, but it will provide us 20 uh, spaces for 20 plus administrative and ministry staff, and we'll be moving uh, on this, either the second or fourth Thursdays of the next four months. Uh, we'll be moving in over there so that nobody has to completely give up their ministry. Lord help Brother Mark if we had to move the music ministry before uh, Easter musicals. Just not going to happen. But, but moving down there will, will not only get us ready to move on to the next phase, but also so that we can stop uh, conditioning, um, stop the, the heat and air in the first and second floor of the A and B wings that runs right now 24 hours a day because we can't really control those spaces anymore. So just turning, uh, just turning off those power bills uh, will help uh, improve efficiency and savings. We'll schedule an open house as soon as uh, most of the folks have moved over there. I'll go ahead and tell you, when whatever, whatever date, and we'll, we'll be clear about it, but at whatever date we get more than half of the folks who are moving over, the receptionist and the big copier will move over there too, and then that will be the, the Lone Oak offices. Okay, so at whatever point that comes, um, the, the offices will no longer be at 3601 Lone Oak Road, will be down the street. Until then, you can continue to come here during the week if you need to see somebody in the office. Now, a part of phase zero that has uh, been um, interesting to consider is that as we Uh, at the beginning because we don't know when stuff's going to start to break down. We recognized that some things we just need to pull out of the future phases back into this one so that we don't have to open up uh, the same space twice. We don't have to do demo in, in the same space twice. Uh, we don't have to walk on roofs that have been just replaced in order to service other roofs, right? Those are the kinds of things that needed to be taken care of. One of those is the worship center roof. You might have noticed it's been more comfortable in here. Uh, the roof in this, um, this building had nearly no insulation on it. Now it has a roof that provides R24 uh, insulation, which is a, uh, a significant improvement in the, our ability to keep this room uh, at a constant temperature. It was very comfortable in here all week long, even while it was five degrees outside. The furnaces were not killing themselves to keep it uh, temperate in here. Um, we will also be replacing the HVAC units in some of the C and, and D classrooms. Some of you have life groups that are meeting in rooms where it's really loud uh, to run the, the heat and air in your classroom. We're fixing that problem too. Um, as part of this, we're replacing uh, all of those units. Going to go ahead and get that taken care of. 
and they were making some uh, structural improvements and uh, life safety, that's fire systems, uh, reinforcements in the C-Wing, and I'll uh, show you why in just a minute. Now, we have seen some delays in construction, and this has been frustrating uh, for us um, uh, on, the on the side of the construction and frustrating for folks who are watching nothing happen on a daily basis out front. I mean, when you drive by the church, there's not, nothing new from one week to the next. Why not? Well, uh, some of that is related to the delays in um, material and equipment. And we've talked about some of that. Uh, one of the biggest things that's delayed us is that we don't have an as-built drawing of the C-Wing. When they built this connection out here and connected the C-Wing to, to the sanctuary, we have the way it was designed, which is different from the way it was built. And we don't have the drawings of what was built. Mechanical that's going to be sitting Okay, so it's very important that we get that right. And we didn't want to get it wrong and then spend money again to get it right, so we've had to take some time, pause, to do it. W one of the very practical ways this has uh, manifested itself, if you look at this picture, the design is for the, these bar joists. There are 18 of them scattered along this span out here. The design was for those to be supported by a different uh, steel structure. And when they dug it, when they started cutting into the ceiling, they found them uh, getting their support from the sanctuary wall right here. Now, when we set all of that heavy equipment in that space, that's not going to work. When we set new eight, uh, rooftop units on top, uh, we don't want all of that weight bearing on the sanctuary wall or we'll have a new open floor plan <laughs> into the lobby, okay? That's not, that's not ideal. We don't want to do that. So we, we take a step back, we fabricate new steel, and, and because it's inside, uh, it has to be, that, the, that steel work has to be done before the outside steel. Now, you probably noticed, if you came in to the parking lot this morning, on this side, you notice there are two uh, trailers with steel sitting on them. They arrived on Friday, ready to begin steel erection work tomorrow. They, the uh, steel work will begin from the inside and work out. So it'll be a little, a little bit, uh, a few days before you start to see anything outside going up. But trust me, it's happening. Um, finally, uh, there was great rejoicing in the land on Friday afternoon when I got a picture of the, the uh, steel having arrived. Um, so, here is, uh, you've seen, we've talked about all of the, the, what phase zero is designed to accomplish and what has been completed to date. Um, and here is uh, a little bit on the finances of this phase so far. Design and pre-construction, the, the development of this project for all phases, all of the design is done for all phases, all the way through construction documents. If you're in the construction world, uh, you know that, that, that this design is complete, essentially. 
building permits are, are complete and approved by the state all the way through the end of the next phase of construction. Um, we also spent uh, $550,000 on the acquisition and the renovation of the uh, Lee Corps building. And uh, our contract for construction on phase zero is $5,560,000. The sewer extension was 136,000. That work is complete. And the worship center roof, which is also complete, was $384,000. From our capital campaign proceeds, our total income from January 1st of 2021 through the end of 2023, $7,083,189. That's good news, all, because when we started this, the building committee had several meetings where we wondered whether we would ever be able to put together two to four or three to five million. The Lord has provided seven so far. In the first two weeks of January, we've also brought in nearly $200,000 in additional designated giving uh, that's not reflected in that, those numbers. Our expenses to date for the project development and what we've paid A&K Construction so far, uh, plus all that borrowed scope, $4,249,857, which leaves us with $2.8 million in cash on hand. The balance to finish phase zero, we estimate at this point to be $4.4 million. Now remember, what we're spending on phase zero is deducted from future phases. Uh, so yes, there have been escalations and there will, we'll talk about escalation on phase one in a minute. But uh, we, are, we are not adding scope, we're borrowing scope from the future. Through the end of May, uh, I project we'll take in um, another $600,000 through budget contributions and from your designated giving, leaving us the need to borrow for phase zero about a million dollars. It'll fall somewhere between 850 and 1.3 million. Uh, I have us right at a million in, on my present projection. Um, and we had allowed for uh, up to 2 million in borrowing on phase zero. So we are uh, in uh, excellent shape there. But every, remember, as we raise money, every dime that's given to uh, the To Every Generation campaign is a dime that we don't have to borrow uh, in the future. So now, phase one. The, we will have the demolition of the A and B buildings. We've talked about that a good bit and part of the, the C wing. Um, it, we will go ahead and expand the lobbies, entrances, and connections to D. Uh, and then we'll build the preschool and children's building. One of the first things that's gonna to have to happen, we believe with uh, phase one, is the rework of the baptistry as well. So the, the work, you can't see it from here, but there's a second floor behind there that is original to the building. It's, it is built with, uh, with studs, uh, wooden studs. It has no steel structure with it um, other than a few columns. And th that needs to be replaced. The baptistry is leaking. Also, all of the electrical that serves the sanctuary is right under the 2,500-gallon uh, tank of water. Um, so we need to fix a lot of those things. Uh, we don't want the baptistry leaking on the, the organ guts, the stuff that make the organ sound wonderful. Uh, we don't want it uh, leaking down into the, uh, the electrical systems either. So we want to fix those uh, issues at the same time. So this is what the new uh, 
view from the south parking lot on Lone Oak Road uh, would look like. That's the preschool and children's building, preschool on the lower level, children on the second, second floor. Uh, outdoor playground. You'll see in a couple of these renderings there are uh, indoor play spaces still in, uh, included in the designs. Those have been, uh, we've removed the indoor play um, un unless cash is available to make it possible. So that'll be the new walk up uh, and new covered, you can see on the right side next to the prayer tower, the new uh, covered drop off area, more like an, uh, more like an airport than uh, a pull through portico. This is the view walking in that main entrance door. You got the children's building on the left. That's so the where it says worship in the on the right side, right here for uh, if it helps you. That's that set of doors uh, right there that go toward the A wing. If that helps you with uh, what is where. And then this would be the, the redesigned walk-in from Clinton Road, which is now the chapel entrance. And that set of doors there is this set right over here. So you can see the, the open expansion. That set of stairs goes up to the children's space on the second floor. Don't get hung up on fixtures and finishes. A lot of those uh, will look a little bit different. That's the preschool worship space. As you walk into the, the preschool building, there's another view of it. And back up one. I'll... Come on. Hey, Brandon, back, uh, back up two slides for me. One more. Thank you. You can see that there's access, uh, secured access directly out onto the, the playground from that uh, area there. That's looking into the preschool space. The preschool space is designed as pods. So you, you have a nursery pod, a toddler pod, and a uh, pre-K pod, uh, where inside those pods are classrooms um, for the different age groups so that it helps, it helps bed babies sleep better if everybody's you know, not making noise in their space. On the second floor, you walk in the, the doors, the secure doors to children's worship. Uh, around to the right is a gathering and play space, uh, Sunday school space, all kinds of flexible space there uh, in children's. This is looking from the stage in the children's worship space out onto uh, that, um, that area. So Brother John can close the doors and make it an enclosed room or leave it open. This is also multi-purpose multi uh, not just children's ministry uh, space. And then uh, this is what it would look like um, from Lone Oak Road uh, if you were flying a drone at night. From the opposite side, you may have seen a version of this rendering that included the dining room. Because that's a future phase, we have a rendering that shows you what it would look like without the dining room, uh, the, the fellowship hall attached. And so uh, open space for fellowship there outside the hallway um, that walks up to the uh, D-Wing. We're replacing the connection with the D-Wing from a single file stairway to an open monument stair so that people can get up, uh, up and down from the D-Wing with no n trouble. 
What's the cost of phase one? Well, our July 22 construction bid came to $24,125,000. Uh, that was more than um, we were anticipating. It's more than what everybody was anticipating, uh, including um, the contractors were surprised to find that it, it came to that number. But in that period of time, uh, pricing was the post this post-COVID construction escalation prices were just rocketing up. Um, we, had, we had vendors call us and say, you have to commit to some of these prices or the price will be different by the end of the day. Uh, so we just, we couldn't move forward in that. Less the 5.56 million that we're spending on um, phase zero, uh, plus our uh, church side, furniture, fixtures and equipment, plus contingency for construction, plus we're allowing 5% for that uh, escalation in costs since July of 22 to today. That's 1.2 million. We anticipate the phase, uh, phase one cost at $20,515,000. Do we have $20 million? No. Um, uh, quoting a um, popular retired pastor that I know, the good news is uh, we have all of that money that we need. The bad news is we don't have it yet. The good news is it's all in your pockets, right? Um, the Lord will provide what we need if this is, the, if this is uh, the way that we need to move forward, which it is the recommendation of the building committee to do so. So how in the world would we pay for it? Well, you'll make budget we'll make regular budget contributions. We've raised, we started out at 24,000 a month. We raised it to 40,000 a month a couple of years ago. Last year, we, the last two years, we were at 55,000 a month from the budget into the future building growth. Now we're at 70,000 a month. Starting June 1st of this year, for 18 months, that brings the total to $1,260,000. Uh, we would borrow, um, we, uh, we do not wish to borrow more than $17,750,000 because the, the, that first payment is a doozy. Um, so again, whatever uh, the Lord leads our families to give reduces the amount that we have to borrow to make it possible. Our current designated giving. Okay. Right now, you are averaging $89,000 a month in designated giving to the building fund. That's taking all of the gifts that are designated and dividing by the number of months, uh, we're averaging 89,000 a month. My projections that we provide to the uh, building committee, I keep very conservative. I'm only using about 45,000 a month in those projections. Um, if we use 70,000 a month, which is still less than we're currently doing, that's $1.26 million. And then new designated giving. Um, we're praying that the Lord would provide uh, uh, new families and families who've been with us for a long time to begin giving and folks who have given before to continue giving and to increase uh, their giving. There will be some element of 
faith required to make that happen. And I know that some folks are going to for campaign um, discussions as we move through the spring. We're going to have another period of prayer and another commitment Sunday on April the 28th. Would you, between now and then, be praying that the Lord would show you how your family might be involved? There is... Um, There is no way that we can do this without the Lord multiplying our sacrifice and putting it all together. We cannot do this on our own. That's, a, that's an insane amount of money. But it was an insane amount of money in 1967 when this building opened. It was too much money when you built the NPR and the prayer tower in the new lobby out here. It's now 15 years old. That's been 15 years since it opened. That was too much money then too. Now we've raised almost the same amount of cash, almost, the same amount of cash that was spent on that entire project. We've already raised that. In, uh, at the end of 2023, the Lord provided all that we needed in our year in giving. He provided all that we needed for the budget. He's provided all that we've needed for our missions offerings. If, if this is his, and it is, if this is his, he'll provide this too. The whole time we've been praying, Lord, is this your will and what's my part? What's your will and what's my part? Lord, what's your will and what's my part in it? And then exercise the faith to fulfill what he says is your part. Pastor.